0: Worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My redeemer. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. Father Almighty, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Ancient of Days, the Unchangeable Changer, you are worthy to be praised. Father, we thank you for January We thank you for February. We thank you for March. We thank you for April. We thank you for May. We thank you for June. And now we are thanking you for July. We thank you for bringing us to the second half of this year. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. We thank you for all the previous Holy Ghost services over the years. We thank you for the miracles, signs, and wonders that you have continued to do in our midst. Father, please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord God Almighty, we are praying that at this particular Holy Ghost service, you will make our blessings perfect. You will make our testimonies complete. You will make our joy full. And Father, we are praying, especially for your children born in the month of July. Born in the seventh month of the year, we are asking, Lord God Almighty, that everything that has to do with them, you will make perfect. You will give them perfect joy, perfect progress, perfect peace. You give them a brand new beginning Lord Of everything that is good and glorious Let it be well with them And Father I will pray that by the end Of this Holy Ghost service We will all shout for joy Thank you almighty God For in Jesus mighty name We have prayed Amen. Amen Amen Well, Let us Shout a perfect hallelujah. hallelujah. Wave to one or two people and tell them, God, we bless you perfectly. Oh, bless you perfectly. And then you may please be seated. Um, next month, by the grace of God, will be time for our convention, and the convention this year will be from the 2nd to the 8th of August, and the very first day of the convention will be dedicated to children and children alone. They will have the convention, the first day of the convention from morning to evening, And then the second day of the convention will be dedicated to the youth and young adults alone from morning to evening. The third day of the convention will be uh, dedicated to the adults and the elders and so on and so forth. And the theme for the convention is A new wave of glory. It's a convention like never before, because God is moving on moving all of us on to a new wave of glory. As for tonight, we'll be talking about perfect blessing. Uh, Genesis chapter one verse 28. Genesis 1, verse 28. God bless you, part 7. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God is actually saying there at the end, have perfect blessing. You'll be fruitful. You will multiply. You will overflow. You will subdue. And say, peace be still. And then have dominion. Have perfect blessing. There is no half measures with God. God never does anything by halves. There's nothing called half-blessing as far as God is concerned. Psalm 23, verse 5. Psalm 23, verse 5. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. That's God. Overflowing. Blessing. There's no half-success with God. There's nothing called half-breakthrough with God. Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to 7. Luke 5, from verse 1 to 7. When Peter had that breakthrough, when Jesus came into his boat... When the man who had failed all night had a breakthrough, it was not just enough for him. It was not just enough for the boats next door. The Bible said the boats were so full they began to sink. No half measure with God. No half success, no half breakthrough. No half provision with God. In John chapter 6, from verse 5 to 13, John 6, 5 to 13, the Bible said, After Jesus fed the people, and they took up the leftovers, there were 12 extra baskets. That tells you, not, there was no one there that day that said, I wasn't satisfied. It was why. When everybody had eaten and they were full, there were 12 extra baskets. There's no half healing with God. When God heals you, there will be no leftover. When God performed the first operation on Adam, there were no scars left behind. There were no side effects when God heals. In Second Kings chapter five, from verse one to fourteen, Second Kings five one to fourteen, when God healed Naaman, the skin became like that of a newborn baby. There were no traces that this man used to be a leper. There is no half deliverance with God. (laughs) That's why I find it funny when some deliverance minister will ask you to keep coming for seven weeks. They drive out some demons this week and then come back. They drive out some next week and then no, 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 no. When God delivers, he delivers once and for all. Totally. Completely. Mark chapter 5 from verse 2 to 20. Mark 5, 2 to 20. When he delivered the madman of Gadara, every demon in him went out. So may I start this special Ghost service, by decreeing concerning every one of you listening to me today. Your blessing shall be perfect. Amen. Your breakthrough will be absolute. Amen. Your provision will be more than enough. Amen. And the healing that the Almighty God will give you will be 100%. And once he says you are free, you will be free indeed. Now, what then do we mean by perfect blessing? Wealth is a blessing. We all know that. Particularly if the wealth is coming from God. Not the one you got by fraud. Not the one you got by pushing drugs. Not the one you got by stealing. If you get any form of wealth, the evil way, you can be sure that wealth is going to be a curse. The word of God is clear. You get money by fraudulent means. You are like a partridge that lays eggs and won't hatch it. So if you are pursuing wealth, make sure that you are pursuing it in the way of God. Otherwise, rather than be a blessing, it will be a curse. But the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, Proverbs 10, verse 22, it says, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrows with it. So wealth coming from God is a blessing. Because according to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 12, it tells us clearly money is a defence. It provides security. Proverbs twenty two verse seven. Proverbs twenty two verse seven tells you that if you are rich, you have an element of rulership, you have an element of dominion. Because the borrower will serve the lender. That's what the word of God says. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 15. Proverbs 10 verse 15 says, Wealth provides you protection from destruction. Because it says, The destruction of the poor, Is their poverty. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 19 says, Oh, wealth is a blessing, particularly if God will allow you to eat of it. So wealth is a blessing. That's why I'm praying for you with all my heart in the name that's above every other name. You will not die poor. However, wealth alone is not a perfect blessing. Why? Because according to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10, Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10, the Bible may declare, wealth does not satisfy. You love silver, you won't be satisfied with silver. You love gold, you won't be satisfied with gold. You love abundance, you discover that it does not satisfy. It doesn't matter how much you have. You will always want more. If you think, oh, I'm satisfied today with what I have, wait till you see somebody who is richer, and all of a sudden your satisfaction goes out of the window. Not only that, according to Proverbs chapter twenty three, verse five, Proverbs twenty three verse five, the Bible tells us that rich people have one secret fear they may not express it and that is that they know that riches can develop wings and fly away oh yeah they know they know from experience that that's why some people keep on amassing wealth after they've gotten everything anybody could get they keep on trying to get more why because they are afraid That they may lose everything they have got. Wealth alone does not satisfy. And then consider this fact. That health is even a greater blessing than wealth. Oh yes it is. Because in the book of Job, chapter 2, verse 4, Job, chapter 2, verse 4, the devil said to God, concerning Job, after Job lost everything, and he still remained steadfastly committed to God, the devil said to God, skin for skin, Everything a man has, will he give just to have good health? A right. man will spend everything, sell every house, sell every car, if only he could get good health. I mean, like in the case of Nehemiah that we mentioned earlier in Second Kings chapter 5, you can read it again from verse 1 to fourteen, Second Kings 5, 1 to 14. When a man heard that, hey, there is someone who could give me healing from my leprosy, he came loaded with money. So those who have good health and don't even have money, they are better off than those who have money. And don't have good health. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 2 tells us. He said, of what use is wealth if you we can't eat? And Solomon is the one speaking here. <laughs> this man knows what is called wealth. He was so wealthy, he refused to allow anybody bring anything other than gold into his house. You bring him silver, he said, go and dump it in the backyard. That's how wealthy he was. But he said clearly, clearly, of what use is money, abundance, if you can't even eat of it. I'm sure I've told you before of a friend of mine, gone now, who was so wealthy that by the time he died, in far away Australia, he had $256 million. Not to, we're not talking about uh, Britain, America, Switzerland, <laughs> far away Australia. I mean, this is a friend of mine who was traveling somewhere in Yaba, and his, his car had a flat tire for one reason or the other. So he came out of the car for the driver to fix the tire. And so he decided to go for his throw. In fact, he didn't want anybody to see him standing by a car with a flat tire. As he was walking around somewhere in Yaba. He saw the branch of a bank. I said, ah, I remember this bank. I deposited some money here 10 years ago. He went into the bank. He said, I want to see the manager. They said, the manager is busy, but the accountant can attend to you. He said, OK. I, I deposited here 8 million pounds. Ten years ago, I want to know how much my money has become. <laughs> the manager said, "Please wait for the wait for the, the account." said, "Please wait for the manager." I can't I can't forget eight thousand naira in a bank. Not to talk of 8 million pounds. I'm, and I'm talking in those days when we were still spending pounds. So you know how long ago. But you know what? The only food he could eat is milk. Something's wrong with his stomach that the only food he could take is milk. I don't have that kind of money, but oh, glory be to God, I can eat pande yam, I can eat any, I can eat barley, I can eat whatever I want to eat. And I know that somebody listening to me, you are not wealthy, but you can eat anything. I think that fellow should shout Hallelujah. So wealth without health is not a blessing. But suppose you have health, and you have wealth, but you don't have peace of mind. Can we say that your blessing is perfect? Not at all. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 12, 12, tells us that a poor man, whether he eats little or he eats much, oh he enjoys his sleep. He said, but (laughs) the abundance of the rich won't even let him sleep. What kind of life is that? You have money. You are healthy, you are not sick, but you can't sleep at night. And here comes the man who has been walking since morning to evening, took a bus to the place of work, walked like anybody else, came back late. By the time he landed on his bed, that is if he has a bed, it could be a mat, by the time he landed, he's gone fast asleep. And yet, your own bed is a water bed. Electrically controlled. When the temperature is hot, the bed becomes cold. When the temperature, when the atmosphere is cold, it warms up. And yet you keep turning, turning, turning all night. We are asked, the Bible says in Psalm 127, verse 2, Psalm 127, verse 2, He said, God gives his beloved sleep. I pray for every one of you listening to me today. From now on, you will enjoy deep and beautiful sleep. Even a king might not be able to sleep. Esther chapter 6 verse 1, the book of Esther chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible said on a particular night when the Almighty God wanted to show the great king Ahasuerus, and I'm talking of a great king. This was a king so great that if you go to his presence without him asking you to come, All he has to do is look at you and then take his eyes away, and your head will be on the floor. But God took away his sleep because God wanted to perform a miracle. In Daniel chapter 2, from verse 1 to the end, Daniel chapter 2, from verse 1 to the end, the Almighty God gave a dream to a king. He woke up in the morning and had forgotten the dream. (laughs) Uh, You can tell from his reactions that this man had money. He was healthy. But when he lost his peace of mind, he became almost like a madman. He told all his wise men, tell me my dream and tell me the interpretation thereof. Or I will kill all of you. He had power. But he lost his peace of mind. Of course, you can read in Genesis chapter 41. Genesis 41 from verse 1 to 8. It tells us again how God terrorized a king. With two dreams. When he woke up. He lost every piece of his mind. Had a friend. (laughs) You say you must have a lot of friends. Oh, yes, all kinds of friends. Who said that he was always afraid to close his eyes in sleep? Why? Because he said the moment he falls asleep, he will begin to dream of dead people. That's the dream he had. All the time, dead people, somebody with one head—I mean, with half a head. Another one with one hand. Another one with all manners of injuries. Dead people. So he's afraid to sleep. All of you who have been suffering from nightmares, I decree in the name that's above every other name that will cease tonight. Amen. So you could have money, you could have good health, but without peace of mind, your blessing is not complete. But suppose you have good, you have wealth, you have good health, you have peace of mind, you are not worried about anything. But to lack wisdom. Will your blessing be considered perfect? No. Why? Because Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Proverbs four verse seven says wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. With all your getting, before you begin to think of uh your you want to build a house, you want to buy a car, etcetera, etc., get wisdom, get wisdom. You see, in Ecclesiastes 7, verse 12, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 12, he says wisdom is a defense, just as money is a defense. He said, but there is this thing about wisdom that makes it excel. It gives life. You have wealth, and you don't have wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32, Proverbs 1, verse 32, made it clear, the prosperity of fools will destroy them. In other words, you are wealthy, you are prosperous, but you lack wisdom. He said that prosperity can become a destruction. I mean, you know the story. In Luke chapter 12, from verse 16 to 21, Luke chapter 12, from verse 16 to 21, the Bible tells us of a farmer whose farm brought forth bountifully. He had abundance of harvest. And he said, Ah, now, all is well. What am I going to do with my wealth? He said, I will build bigger barns. I will store food for many years to come. The Bible says, God said to him, you're a fool. Because you are going to die tonight. And then he says, who is going to be the owner of all the wealth after you are gone? You can have a lot of money. You can even be in good health. You can have nothing to worry about. But if you lack wisdom, your blessing is incomplete. And you know what? Psalm 111, verse 10, Psalm 111, verse 10 says, The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. There are several examples of people who have what they call blessings of all sorts. But because they don't fear God, God calls them a fool. And the result of all that they have is that they will end up very shabbily I've told you this story before of a man who was a, an orthopedic surgeon. I won't mention the name of the town, so you don't begin to jump to wrong conclusions. But he was very good at his business. And so whenever anybody had an accident, broken bones, broken legs, and so on, they take the fellow to his hospital. And he knows in that kind of situation, people are, you know, very, very nervous, ready to do anything. And so he would charge them very highly. And when they say, "Ah, sorry, sir, we don't have that kind of money, he said, no problem. There's another way out. I just cut off the leg. And so people, in distress, will pay anything he asked them to pay. And he became very wealthy. I mean, houses all over the place. Then the time came for God to pay him a visit. I pray for all of you listening to me today, the visit you will get from God will be a pleasant one. Suddenly he became sick. And uh, being a doctor himself, all the doctor's friends of his tried everything. To find what is the source of this sickness, they just couldn't find it. He ran out of money. He began to sell his houses one by one, one by one. When he had put his last house up for sale, then one of the doctors said, By the way, why don't we open him up and see what's going on inside? I mean, we've tried every test. Every x-ray, everything. Why don't we open him up? And they opened him up. And they saw that slowly, slowly, his liver had been becoming harder and harder and harder. They just closed him up. With everything he had acquired, he died a pauper. Because he had no fear of God, he had no wisdom. Health plus wealth, plus peace of mind, without wisdom. It's not perfect blessing. But suppose you are wealthy, suppose you are healthy. Suppose nothing is bothering you. You are not worried about anything at all. Suppose you consider yourself a wise man, but you have no hope. Is your blessing perfect? Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12. Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes The heart sick, not even hope denied, hope deferred. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4 tells us that if you are joined to the living God, you have hope. He said, a living dog is better than a dead lion. A dog that has hope is better than a lion that has none. Job chapter 11, verse 18, Job chapter 11, verse 18 tells us that when you have hope, you have security. When you have hope. You are secure. It doesn't matter what you have. If you have lost hope over something, you might even take your own life. There are lots of very eminent people Successful actors, actresses, uh, great uh, sportsmen, and so on, who committed suicide. Why? Out of hopelessness. I've read of a lady who was a very wonderful singer who committed suicide. Why? Because as she was growing old, the voice was fading. Oh, you said no, nobody will even think of committing suicide because of lack of hope. Hey. Haven't you read about first King chapter nineteen? Verse four. First King you can read it from verse one to four. Chapter 19, 1 to 4. When Elijah, that great man of God, ran all the way from Mount Carmel to Jezreel, thinking that, oh, I've achieved a lot. Now, Reviver is back in the line. And he arrived, and he got a message from Jezebel. You think you have won? I kill you by tomorrow. <laughs> the Bible said Elijah ran. And if has been running for a while, he said, Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute. I thought I was doing well for God. <laughs> I alone stood against all the prophets of Baal. I Prayed, fire fell. I prayed, rain fell. I prayed, people fell on their faces and they said, Jehovah is Lord. But, (laughs) the number one enemy is alive and well. What a wasted effort. He said to God, kill me. Let me, let, Let me get out of this mess. A life without hope. It's a very, well, sounds funny. It's a hopeless life. It's a life without joy, without anything. So a blessed, no matter the blessing you say you have acquired, you have good health. You have wealth. You, you have this. You have that. But you have no hope for a glorious future. Your blessing is not complete. It's not perfect. Amen. I <laughs> Listen to Solomon speak again. Solomon. If somebody you should listen to, when you are listening to, if you want to talk of a man who is rich, Solomon, a man who was healthy, Solomon, there was never a single report that he was sick. A man who had everything, Solomon. He said, I mean, the Bible says in First Kings chapter ten, from verse twenty-three to twenty-five. 1 Kings 10, 20 to 25, the Bible says Solomon exceeded all kings of the earth for riches and wisdom. That was number one. In 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 24. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 24, the Bible says he had peace all around. But Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 8. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 8. He ended up by saying, vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. I pray for those of you who have been trusting God for one miracle or the other. And you are beginning to get to a stage where you are beginning to lose hope. The almighty God himself, will answer you very soon. Amen. Now, this is the, the, the beauty of being in Christ. Because it's in Christ alone, you have perfect blessing. In Christ, you have wealth. When we talk about wealth, we're not talking about, oh, you, you, you have all, all the cars in the world, your house is the biggest in the world. Jesus Christ himself said, the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of what he has. It's not how much you have that matters. You are a worthy man when all your needs are met. That's the meaning of true wealth. And Philippians four nineteen. Philippians four nineteen says, My God shall supply all your needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All your needs. In Christ you have health guaranteed. First Peter chapter two, verse twenty four. 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes you were healed. Provision had been made for your healing, for your health. Bible scholars say, Jesus Christ was beaten with 40 stripes. That's what they said, Bible scholars. They should know what they are talking about. And I told you that I once read, I Wish I Kept That Magazine, several years ago. I read a magazine where it says all the sicknesses and diseases in the world can be classified into 39 categories. 39. All fevers, yellow fever, hay fever, whatever fever, one category. All Stomach problems of whatever, stomach ulcer, stomach this, stomach that, one category, 39 of them all. And Jesus took 40 stripes, one stripe for each category of disease, and one stripe waiting for the category they are yet to discover. (laughs) He knew in advance that there had been coronavirus, and he took a stripe. Waiting for it. By his stripes, you can have good health. Through him you can have peace. John fourteen, verse twenty-seven. John fourteen verse twenty-seven, he said, My peace I give unto you. And that's the Prince of Peace himself talking. Not he said, not the kind of peace you get from the world, my own. Kind of peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding comes from him. In him you have wisdom. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 24 tells us that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. He said, Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. You want divine wisdom? <laughs> you get it from him. In him you have hope. Colossians 1 verse 27. Colossians 1 verse 27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not the hope of shame. Not the hope of failure, not the hope of finishing week, but the hope of glory. In him, you have the hope of a glorious end. Glorious end. He says so in John chapter 40, verse 1 to 3. Which is why I'm sure that by the grace of God, those of you who are in Christ, you are going to end gloriously. Amen. In John 14, he says, listen to me. He says, hey, will you believe God? Believe also in me. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. He says, if you were not, what so would have to do? He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Your, your place is reserved in heaven. So when I finish, I'm coming back for you. What a pity that some people don't even believe that Jesus is coming back again. Uh, Whether you believe it or not, he's coming. He's coming. (laughs) And that's what is called the blessed hope for us Christians. Oh, you have some problems here and there. The problems will soon go if they don't go, the Lord is going to come and take you away from them. He's coming again. And when he comes, he says, I will come and take you to myself. That where I am, where I am, there you will be also hope of a glorious end. And not only that now, we have joy. Joy like a river. Joy without any stain. In John chapter 16, verse 24, John 16, verse 24, he said, Either that all you have asked me? Nothing. I have not asked anything in my name. It's all the prayers you say you have prayed, he said, they are nothing. Nothing. He said, now Ask. That your joy may be full. In Christ, you have perfect blessing. If you can just have Christ, that's the perfect blessing. Everything you can ever call a blessing is included in him. Including the ability to have dominion. Because in our text, we are talking about that part of the blessing that says, have dominion. Having dominion means you are in control, you are in charge, you are in charge of everything, everything. And you know, Philippians 4.13, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the opposite of that is without Christ, you have nothing. In John 15, verse 5, John 15, verse 5, he says, Without me, you can do nothing. You don't have Christ. You think you have wealth. The wealth can fly away. And you'll be left with nothing. (laughs) As young as I am, I have seen those who are ex-rich... I told you the story of a man who in 1957 won a big lottery. In those days, when pounds was pounds, he won several thousand pounds. Built houses all over, mighty house in a hmm. And one day I visited this town. And I saw a man wearing rags in a house that is partly broken down. And I asked the man who was driving me, who, who is that man? Why are, you, why are you? the relatives not doing something about him? Because he looks as if he wasn't well. And he told me, ah, that was the man who won so much. Lottery. How can that be? He said, oh, the money... Flew away. I know quite a few. Ex-rich. I pray that the blessing that the Almighty God will give you will last forever. Amen. You don't have Christ, you say you have wealth, the wealth can fly away. You don't have Christ, you say you have health. <laughs> You, you will be a child if you think that uh, somebody who said it today cannot be sick tomorrow. You don't have Christ. You say, I have nothing to worry about. Ah, you have a lot to worry about. Because sooner or later, <laughs> you are going to leave this world. Where are you going to be in eternity? Are you going to be in heaven? Or are you going to be in hell? So I'm going to give you an opportunity to have the perfect blessing. And I will remind you of the story that I've told you before, but it's pertinent for today. Told you of a young man who came to me and said, Sir, and I was told that you are a prophet, and I said, no, sir, I'm not a prophet, I'm a pastor. He said, but they say that, oh, everything you say comes to pass. I said, God, has been faithful. If he tells me something, <laughs> whether you believe it or not, it's going to come to pass. He said, can you tell me my future? I said, ah, that's simple. I answered a simple question. Are you born again? Are you a child of God? He said, no. I said, your future will be terrible. How can you say so? How do you know? You have not even asked my name, and you have not prayed. I said, there's no need. It is written. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 11. Woe to the wicked, he shall be ill with him. That's what God says. Your future will be terrible if you are not born again. He said, But suppose I say I am born again. I'm a child of God. I'm willing to be. I say, Ah, then your future will be glorious. How do you know it is written? I said, Chapter 3, verse 10 Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with him. You want perfect blessing? Give your life to Jesus Christ. Once you have Christ, you have everything. Paul the Apostle said, I forsook everything that I may win Christ. I just want to win Christ. You win Christ, you have a perfect blessing. You lose Christ, you've lost all. So my altar call today will be for two people. One, those of you who have never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, come to the altar and surrender your life to him. And once you win him, you can begin to enjoy perfect blessing. Second people are those who once had Christ. That you, backslid. you allowed the deception of riches to sidetrack you. You began to steal. You began to defraud. You began to cut corners. Because you were sure nobody would be able to find you out. And so you lost Christ. But if you return to him today, he will receive you again. And then you can have perfect blessing one more time. So those of you who want to give your life to Jesus, and those of you who are backsliders sliders and you want to return to him, please, if you are in a church setting, run to the altar now and go and cry to the almighty God. For salvation or restoration. If you are in your home, go before the Almighty God now. Cry to the Almighty, save my soul. I want Christ in my life. Or, Lord, I have made a mistake. I have missed it. I have lost you. I want you back in my life. I will restitute my ways. Take me back. Cry to God now. And the Almighty God will grant your request. And the rest of us, why these people are praying? Why don't you talk to God yourself? It is only in Christ alone that you have perfect blessing. Tell the Almighty God, if you have Him, that you would never do anything that will take Him away from you. That you not the Money of the old world will cause you to miss Christ because Jesus said, What does he profit a man if he gains the old world and he loses his soul? Cry to God, Don't let me lose you, Lord. I already have you, let me have you forever. And those of you who are crying to Him for salvation, go ahead, cry to Him now. Tell him, I want you, Christ. I can have you. I know I have everything. Backsliders, cry to him, please, Lord, restore me. You are my perfect blessing. I made a mistake in losing you. I want you back in my life. Let's talk to the Almighty God for a few seconds more. And then I'll pray for you all. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. My Father, my God, I want to say thank you for your word. Thank you because you are the only source of perfect blessing. And now I'm thanking you for those people who have come to realize this now and are crying to you for salvation. I'm thanking you in advance also for all those who have been deceived by this deceitfulness of riches into losing you, those who had you once. Please, Lord God Almighty, today, all those who are asking for salvation, save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins and come into their lives. As for those who are saying, Lord, we want to be restored, please, Lord, restore them all. Bring them back into the fold. And every one of us, who are still holding on to you tight, I pray that we will never lose you. So that we don't miss the perfect blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay. Now those of you who have given your life to Jesus, please get in contact with us as soon as possible. So that we can continue to pray for you. Or you locate the nearest redeemed Christian church of God to you. Go and see the pastor there and tell him that I sent you. That you've given your life to Jesus. And they will tell you what to do next. God bless you. Well, let somebody shout Hallelujah. Maybe you want to write down your thank you, Lord. You want to write down your prayer points uh, so that you can go ahead and pray. I think tonight we should spend some minutes in prayer, even though we will allow you to continue the praying. In your homes. Number one, you want to thank Him, you want to thank God that thus far He has helped you. Thank Him that thus far He has helped you. Number two, you want to cry to him and say, "Father, please don't let me ever beg for bread. Don't let me ever beg for bread. That's another way of saying, let all my needs be met. Then, number three, you say, Father, my body is your temple. Please keep it perfectly healthy. Keep it perfectly healthy. Because my body is your temple. So keep it perfectly healthy. Number four, you say, Father, anything causing me anxiety, please deal with it now. Anything that is causing me anxiety, anything that is robbing me of my peace of mind, Please deal with it now. Then number five, you say, Father, please fill me with your spirit of wisdom. Fill me with your spirit of wisdom. Then number six, you say, Father, you are my hope. Don't let my expectations be cut off. You are my hope. Don't let my expectations be cut off. Number seven, Father, let my joy be perfectly full. Let my joy be perfectly full. Number eight, say, Father, from henceforth, let my testimonies be full and permanent. From henceforth let my testimonies be full and permanent. Number nine, Father, give me and my neighbors perfect blessings, not me alone, but me and my neighbors perfect blessings. time is whatever miracle that we want God to do for you in the month of July, in a special miracle that you want from God this particular month. the altar is open, You can come around, and uh, let's spend some 30 minutes before God, cry unto Him, and I believe that He was going to answer us perfectly. Let's go ahead and begin to talk to the Almighty God. He's listening to us. He never does anything by halves. So go ahead and call on him. He will give you everything perfectly as you cry to him. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I join my faith with yours. I decree that God will grant your request. You will never be hungry. You will never beg for bread. The almighty God We meet all your material needs. Every plant God has not planted in your body shall be uprooted tonight. Everything causing you anxiety. God will deal with it tonight God will give you divine wisdom And that situation in your life That is beginning to look hopeless Will become a testimony today God will stand by you. He will fight your battles for you. You will never know shame. The king of glory himself will show himself mighty on your behalf. And once again I say, God will grant your request. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. While you are going, just a little announcement. I'm sure many of us have been wanting to know uh, about our mid-year fasting. If you fasted the 63 days that we asked you to at the beginning of the year, I can guarantee you in the name of the Almighty God, your future will be all right. All I will ask you to do is top it up with seven days so that you have 70 days. Top it up with seven days. If you haven't started already, you can start by Sunday, and make sure you fast for several more days, and all you need to ask God for is, one, thank Him for everything He has done for you thus far, and all that He will do, and then ask Him for mercy, more mercy, For you, your family, the body of Christ, and your nation. Just ask him for mercy. If he shows us mercy, all will be well. Now, if you didn't fast the 63 days that we've Declared at the beginning of the year hmm. It will be in your interest to begin the fast now Because uh, our tomorrow will be alright in Jesus' name hmm. Now before we say thank you to the Almighty God There are a couple of words from him and if it concerns you, you may want to take note. The Almighty God said there is someone listening to me tonight He says before the end of the year you will say if God does nothing more for me, I will praise him forever. In other words, he says, He will do so many things between now and the end of the year, you will say, If he doesn't do any other thing, I will praise him forever. And then he says, There is someone here, he says, "Every rat in your organization will be exposed and eliminated. Every rat in your organization, and I want to say amen to that, my son. Will be exposed." And eliminated. Now, the Lord said, There's someone here, or listening to me, wherever you are. He says, I will open the Red Sea for you to pass through, (laughs) and then close it behind you permanently. That's really good news. It means that obstacle is going to be gone forever. And this one, he said, there's someone here. He says, every cockroach in your family will leave on their own accord. When it begins to happen, you will know Every cockroach in your family Will live on their own accord And the next one is really interesting It says someone's faith have been badly shaken recently. He says, "I will give you a couple of miracles to to reestablish your faith. That's one is also very interesting. Lord asked me to tell someone, "I have not, and will not abandon you." Thank you, Lord. The next one, he says, There's someone here, or listening to me. So, you've discovered that your problems are bigger than you thought. He asked me to tell you. bigger than all your problems and I will solve all of them and I like the next one daddy says as Peter slept and woke up to discover that his problems were over so shall your case be I'm sure you know this story Peter was in prison they were going to kill him just enjoyed his sleep by the time he woke up, all problems gone. God says, "So shall your case be." And I hope you will listen to this one very carefully. It's very, very important. He says, "There's someone here. I believe this should be for everybody. If any prophet." has prophesied evil concerning you, return it to sender. Any prophet whatsoever has prophesied evil concerning you, that is a return it to sender. A prophecy is not from him, so send it back to the one who brought it. And this, I believe, is for all of us. And he wants me to assure you, all will still be well. I repeat that one For emphasis All will still Be well Okay Now we want to say thank you To the almighty God for what he has done And uh, As soon as we've done that All Disciples Disciples Who had Graduated from the School of Disciples, Disciples who are still in the School of Disciples, they will stand for special prayers. Those of them at home will stand at home. Those of them that might be in a church setting, they will move towards the altar. And we will pray for them to round off their annual convention. In the meantime, let's take our Thanksgiving offering. Want to say thank you to the Almighty God because all we still be well. If you believe that shout a big hallelujah. (laughs) So we take our Thanksgiving offering, dance to the nearest basket to us and show him our appreciation. And if you are listening anywhere else, they will show you how to connect on the internet. They will show you the details to say thank you to the almighty God. I'm sure by the grace of God, I will see you during the convention. So over to you, Ben.
1: Thank you. Acknowledging you for who you are, Dan Sakire, Dan Sakire. I'm acknowledging you for who you are, for what you done in our life, oh Lord. I'm acknowledging you for who you are, Dan Sakire, Dan. Jesus, we go. Obala, obatoka ni ni. Eh? Gamezubare, obatoka ni ni. Legu wago. Obala, obatoka ni ni. Oba walaro. Oya kesu ba wa la wa da ba na re ba ba mi ma mi ma ya
0: Now, the disciples who might be present with us right here, you can move towards the altar now for your special prayers, and those in the old auditorium, and those of you at home, you will stand wherever you are for your blessing. Thank you, Father. Father. The Lord said to His disciples, He said, blessed are your eyes that you can see. Blessed are your ears that you can hear. So I want you disciples to cry to the Almighty God. I said, Father, Father eyes that can see, I give unto me, ears that can hear give unto me go ahead talk to the almighty god i am your disciple lord i want eyes that can see that can see your glory eyes that can see the visible give me ears lord ears that can hear you Ears that can hear the inaudible Ears that can hear from you directly Lord God Almighty, give me Eyes that can see Ears that can hear So that my eyes will be blessed eyes My ears will be blessed ears That my blessings might be perfect. Lord God Almighty, I am your disciple. I will be with you, I will walk with you all the days of my life. Open my ears, oh Lord, let me begin to hear God. Open my eyes, Lord, let me begin to see things of heaven. As your disciple, I must be special, Lord. I want seeing eyes and hearing ears. Ears that can hear from the throne of heaven itself. Eyes that can see. Eyes that can see you. That will see you in glory Open my eyes, O Lord That I may see your glory Open my ears That I may hear you loud and clear Thank you, Father In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And Father, my God, first and foremost, I'm committing your disciples into your hands. Open their eyes. Like never before, let them begin to see you. Let them begin to see wondrous things out of your words. Open their ears, O Lord. Let them begin to hear you loud and clear. Let them begin to prophesy. My Lord and my Saviour, these are your disciples Keep the devil away from them On a daily basis, Lord, draw them closer to yourself Strengthen them Support them Pour fresh oil on them Beginning from now, let them begin to do exploits for you. Whatever they touch, let it prosper. And Lord God Almighty, don't let anything take them away from you. And Father, please take the thanksgiving offering of your children. Bless it, Lord. Sanctify it. Use it for your glory. Amen. And don't let any of these your people ever lack for anything. Amen. Thank you, Almighty God. And as your children will be going, let your presence go with them. Amen. This month, Lord God Almighty, everything that concerns these your children, make it perfect. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Let me hear a disciple shout of hallelujah. God bless you.
1: Praise the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. plus two three four seven zero six four nine seven nine seven nine seven, 9797 Or plus two three four eight one zero three eight three zero two three seven, 383 Or plus two three four eight zero three seven two two one five five zero, 803 Or plus two three four eight zero five. Also, you can send an email to altercall at rccg.org Thank you and God bless you.